0: Thing sexy that's l-i-q-u-o-r don't get it twisted hello everyone and welcome back to kitty liquor that's l-i-q-u-o-r don't get it twisted this is episode 67 and i'm your host cat wonders with extra blinks today so it is smoky as hell here and also this little faux pink fur situation is kind of releasing tiny little fibers that I've breathed in um, a couple times and also getting in my eyeballs and probably stuck to my eyelashes. So that's that. Okay, a couple new things. I have a brand new camera. Um, I'm still, I kind of like the way it looked last time, uh, the last time I used it. So I'm cha- like playing around with certain settings. I did change one other setting. Also my microphone is now attached to a separate tripod not my table so you're not going to hear me banging and clanging all of my drinks that i'm making or just anything that i'm doing in general (laughs) um okay so it is smoky as hell i have been working out six days a week doing a program called insanity max 30. i did insanity the original years ago and i loved it but i just never got back into it and 30 minutes a day is a little bit more feasible than like 60 minutes a day. Let's just be honest, especially six days a week. So anyway, (laughs) um, today, my point is the smoke really got to me and I was actually having a really hard time working. out. I didn't have a hard time breathing. That wasn't the issue. It just, I was at like 75% rather than my usual like 95%. So the smoke is doing something and it's annoying, um, but it seems to kind of roll in and then roll out. Because there's no fires near where I live. It's just kind of like smoke from all over the valley. So anyway, (laughs) um, I am really happy that I have a new camera set up and that I'm kind of like getting my shit together before October. (laughs) Because I've got some fun stuff planned for my podcast and just my channel. And then also, of course, OnlyFans, Patreon, all that fun stuff. So, you know, just... Getting my shit together It's what I do in my outfit. Sugar thrills, of course. I will take fibers in my eyes and my nostrils and my lungs all day long, because that's how cute I think this is. The mint and the pink. And I've got matching little pom-pom earrings. It's too much, I know, but this whole outfit is too much. And I wanna look like your auntie that comes to visit and gives you gum all the time and is way too loud. <laughs> And it's probably from, I don't know what that accent even is. Anyway, okay, so let me get straight into the cocktail segment. So if you didn't know, if you didn't know, there is an alcohol shortage. And um, it wasn't until I went to the liquor store like a week ago that I was thinking, That's odd. They must not have had their shipment. I really was out of the loop with regard to what was going on. And I think it's a strike. I still don't really officially know what was happening, but I think it's all coming together again now that the strike is over. Um, There's some sort of strike and there was an alcohol shortage. And I was wondering what I was going to do with my life. (laughs) But I'll buy a distillery. Um, I won't lie. I have made my own alcohol before. And that's all I'm going to say. Okay. So I would not be too bad. (laughs) I do know what to do in the case of an emergency. Okay. I might go blind, but hey. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, but today I went in and lo and behold, there was some new stuff. So also, I think I mentioned this last time, but I have cut my nails short and I've gained new life from having short nails. I forgot actually that making a fist is handy when you have long nails you can't really make a fist so if you're going to get into a fight you're going to stab your own hand okay so now i can punch people and not stab myself that's one thing um no i'm just joking i would never punch someone if i had to i would but that's not my on my itinerary (laughs) um and it's just been it makes the most sense though with my little pinky nail that fell off it's really not attractive but I'm growing it out and I figured why the hell would I have like nine super long catty nails and then one just like not nothing <laughs> so it made sense and I also uh started playing the guitar again because I have short nails so one reason why I quit and it's not like I quit for any reason besides like I just was doing other things um and annoying a lot of people around me (laughs) because when you're learning to play guitar and you're not really that good at guitar for me I just wanted to accompany my voice so I wasn't just like singing around the fire like you have an excuse to sing when you can play guitar anyway so um but when I started getting my nails done like five six years ago um I couldn't push the um the strings down like, I couldn't properly play the guitar. The right hand's fine because I'm strumming. So, you know, long nails, it doesn't really affect that too much. But my left hand was very difficult. And um, it's funny because I've got some, like, fresh numbness on the tips of my fingers. And I know that I've got little calluses starting to form, which makes me really happy. It sounds weird, but when you play guitar, you understand what I mean. It makes playing guitar a lot easier when you have calloused fingertips. And it's not gross. Like, it's not like... They're turning like brown and dingy and callousy They're just, they get little like shiny shells on them. And um, my uncle is a famous guitar player and he is, he's got, his right hand has long nails. He doesn't care. He just wear he just has long nails on his right hand for picking, for finger picking. And then his left fingers are, I'm sure, are just like eggshells. <laughs> anyway, so that's what's up with this. Um, but I think they're cute. Okay, short short nails are cute too, and it doesn't always have to be long and vampy to be sexy. Okay, so just saying. Um, Okay, so I picked up Tussock Jumper Prosecco. I bought this the other day. I really liked it, and uh, it's a rosé. So I'm always a bit hesitant to buy a rosé, but when um, there's not many other options, (laughs) this is what I grabbed. I was pleasantly surprised when I realized that this is not sweet whatsoever. It's quite a dry rosé. Prosecco, Uh, so that's always a bonus. And then I also picked up this because it looks so refreshing. It's a strawberry gin. This is the strawberry Tempo Gin, and Tempo Gin is actually made in British Columbia, Vancouver. So I'm gonna mix some of this strawberry gin with this um, Tussock Jumper Rosé Prosecco. Uh, and see what it tastes like. So there's, I think, a name for this. Uh, maybe put it in the comments down below. See how gently I'm putting this down because I'm still traumatized by like, and so so are you guys, you're like, watching me put the bottle down. Just, um. Anyway, you might still be able to hear a bit of like, this might still be picking it up. It's this freaking table. This table is, I guess it just has so much metal in it. Okay, I've got my Champagne glass. And here we go. I'm about to. (laughs) I went from some sort of American accent to French because when I think about champagne and the region of champagne, this is what I want to speak like. Okay. (laughs) I'm an idiot. All right. This is brand new. I've never tried this flavor of Tempo Gin. I have tried Tempo Gin before. And um, I really like it. It's very nice. And nowadays, I don't think you can put out a bad gin into the market. Apologies if you can hear that package delivery man drive away. I'm excited. All I'm gonna do is pour some of this gin. Oh wait, I feel well okay so I don't want bubbles to become a fat I don't want to lose any carbonation so I'm trying to figure out if I should put the tempo gin in first and then pour in the champagne or should I do the opposite put the champagne in and then I think I'm going to put the tempo in and then just slowly pour the champagne I always make the mistake of calling Prosecco champagne to me sparkling wine at all is champagne I just call it champagne okay I know it's not champagne I know it's Prosecco but just clearing that up because I'm going to call it champagne probably five more times throughout this podcast. What do you guys think about my outfit? Do you think it's cute? I love it. It makes me feel so, I don't know, kind of vampy. <laughs> is, that, is that the right word? I just feel like I got more attitude, okay? <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to try this but I'm wearing lipstick and I don't want to get lipstick on the rim. <laughs> Let me just see if I can pour it in. <gasps> it's probably a bad idea. So here we go. I'm just going to try it on its own first. <laughs> that was a disaster. So the alcohol is going to completely remove my makeup, I'm sure. But whatever, we're all friends here, right? <laughs> um, that is so good. Okay, so I'm super, super happy that there is not a lot of sugar in this. So sometimes when you buy flavored vodkas, gins, whatever, uh, it's almost more of a liqueur, they add a lot of sugar to it. This is not sugary at all. So the ingredients, I read them in the store, are gin, natural flavor, allure red color. So like a very minimal probably amount of food coloring and then natural flavor, not sugar sugar is a killer you guys okay so avoid as much sugar as possible i'm sure my chin looks crazy right now but whatever so i'm gonna do about a shot of gin is that a shot you know me i do no measuring around here i just free pour now this has been sitting out for a little while so i'm a little nervous that this is actually going to explode on me Oh, all the dirty jokes that come to my head. <laughs> um. So I think there is a name for this cocktail mixture. Champagne and gin or any type of hard liquor. I think a French 75. I did a French 69, <laughs> which was a, a kind of a knockoff version of the French 75. Um. Anyway, yeah. Do you guys know I also had... Uh, I went crazy with my makeup today. In my mind, I went crazy. I am wearing false lashes. So for those, it's very simple to do and most girls do nowadays, but um, I haven't for a long time just because I was like too lazy, (laughs) but I do really love the look of them anyway. But I had these gems at the very tip of my winged liner, but they were like a black gem and it almost had, you know, like the color of gasoline, (laughs) the way the gasoline Um, has that kind of reflect to it. Not a reflect, but like an iridescence or something happens with it where it's kind of like purple and green. Uh, That's what they were coated in. So it looked kind of shiny, but then it just looked like I effed up my winged liner. So I took them off. Okay, here we go. I didn't have to deep throat this bottle. Woo, that's a bonus (laughs) sometimes you don't want to waste any right so if it starts coming out you just gotta slurp it up so here we go slowly adding you know i wonder if the alcohol kind of tempers because there's no sugar in it so if this if there was sugar in this gin that would have gone way worse um i'm just really happy that my prosecco is going to be bubbly Cheers. Then we have to come up with a name for this beauty. Cheers. Cheers. Ancy likes it. (laughs) Okay, this is very tasty. So, the gin is very smooth, the Prosecco is quite dry, and the strawberry flavor is very nice. So, it's a bit of a like how do i explain if you're gonna drink something all night i wouldn't recommend drinking this because it's so boozy and probably halfway through this podcast i'm going to start be like slurring my words and all that fun stuff um but hey we're here to have a good time okay and you live once and why not do it on camera (laughs) No, I I very, very, very seldom get out of control. Um, And even if I do drink too much, I'm I'm never, like, doing crazy things. I'm usually just, like, crawling away into bed somewhere. (laughs) My own. Okay, calm down. Um, Anyway, okay, so we got this drink here. What should we call it? Tussock Jumper and the Tempo Fresa Strawberry Gin. Let's do, how about jumper into my strawberry sheets? (laughs) That's so dumb. That's what it's called though, okay? Jumper into my strawberry sheets. You can just play that out in your mind however you want to. But I gotta write that down because, and to be honest, most of these recipes I don't wind up putting down below in the description box because They're so simple. They're like two ingredients. Okay. So (sighs) jumper into my strawberry sheets. And it's funny because my sheets are actually strawberry colored right now. Okay. So it's kind of legit. Let's talk about my week. I have to start pre-filming like crazy I have so much happening in October that I need to lighten the load a bit by filming extra in September otherwise I'll just die I'll just die in my sleep like of stress so I just need to um, be very organized and to be honest cooler weather when you're really really busy doing things cooler weather is sort of a better option than super hot weather. Not just because of the temptation of wanting to go out in the sun, which we don't have right now. It should be a sunny day, but it looks like a gloomy day, but it's just smoke. So it's, um, the cooler weather w- allows me to wear, um, more things like this, <laughs> like a, like a long sleeve top without sweating to death. Um, and then also, I don't know. I just find I'm a little bit more productive. I'm not thinking like, oh, I gotta like, just take a rest or, you know, when you're too hot, of course. It's obvious but um also when it comes to fall fall weather cooler weather i just kind of i almost am like more productive because i know winter's coming and it's like it's an instinctual thing like as a canadian my whole life i've always been a canadian always will be (laughs) but um when the cold weather starts to happen And you're looking around your yard and you got your pool still set up or whatever. You're just kind of more motivated to clean up and get things looked after before winter. So the same kind of thing is happening with me. It's almost like nesting. Like if you have a baby coming and like you hear about people that nest when their babies are coming and they start like that's kind of how I'm getting. I'm like gathering all of my nuts before winter (laughs) like a squirrel. But it's true, they start working their little asses off, trying to get ready and prepared for wintertime. That's what I'm doing. And the same thing with work and all that fun stuff, more on a schedule, not lounging around on your deck and in the pool for like hours every day in the sun, because you're, taking, you're Canadian, you're taking in every drip of winter, or I mean, summer. <laughs> every bit of summer that you can before winter comes, because winter is long. Like freaking eight months okay that's what it feels like to me <laughs> so i am on day 16 of insanity now this is 30 minutes a day and it's all like they alternate the program alternates between 30 second intervals between switching exercises and tabata which is 20 seconds on 10 seconds off so Essentially, you're working out for 30 minutes straight with a 10 second water break in between all the different sets that you're doing. And um, the beauty is, is that, you know, it's only half an hour. That is the only thing that gets me through these exercises is that it's just half an hour. It's just half an hour. You can get like there are 24 hours in a day. You have 23 and a half hours left to do whatever you want to do just get it over with and so (laughs) the transformation and just my mental health and just because I go through phases where I work out this much zero amount and I mean you could do active things like go on a hike and bike but it's so sporadic that it's not consistent and it's not like you feel really accomplished after but you it's not consistent so you're not getting kind of like The benefits of exercise you're just sort of doing it here and there and anyway so my point is when you're on a consistent kind of schedule with working out you get it done first thing in the morning I'm a first thing in the morning workout kind of gal but you get it done first thing in the morning and it just sets the pace for the rest of the day and I am no I'm not trying to preach to you here and say you should be doing this this is just something that I'm doing for myself Recent events have led me to be working out on my own, which is totally actually has worked out so well because I was driving to town so, so often in the morning and wasting a lot of time just driving, trying to sometimes make excuses first thing in the morning as to why I can't go to work out because I'm just too tired and all that jazz. I'm sure if you've ever had a personal trainer or whatever, you're kind of like, God, I just want to text them and say, I just can't make it because I just want like a third cup of coffee and I can't make it on time. <laughs> um, and some of just don't feel like working out. But for me, because I'm on this program and checking off every single day that I work out and it's a 60 day program. So I'm on day um, 16. Uh, I'm so far into it that I'm addicted now. Now I get up. This is I'll tell you my daily routine. Okay. So I'll get up in the morning. Um, First thing I do is make a cup of coffee. So I know if you watched my morning routine video, it's like, I like make my bed. So that's never consistent. Anyway, I I don't make my bed first thing in the morning. I get out of bed, go into the rest of my house in my kitchen, (laughs) and then I make coffee. And then I sit down at my computer and check emails sometimes i'll lay in bed and check emails like on my phone but lately i just find that as soon as i wake up i jump up out of bed i just get out of bed i don't like lounge and lay because you fall back asleep and who knows what the hell and when you work for yourself and you don't have to be anywhere at any specific time it's just good discipline to just get up just get up you know like knowing that you can go back to bed if you really need to is it's always there but anyway so i'll get up go make coffee my first cup of coffee oh my god you guys nespresso is my jam i know so many of you out there know exactly what i'm talking about when you start drinking espresso or sorry nespresso it's hard to drink coffee anywhere else okay so i make myself a cup of my favorite is Kosi. It's also Voluto or um, Roma. Okay. These are my three favorites. And if you don't know what a espresso is, basically it's just a machine that you put your little Nespresso pod into. You can have coffee pods or espresso pods. I have the classic machine. And it just makes the perfect coffee. And just something about like drinking coffee first thing in the morning and just tastes so much better because you're just like, here is the fuel for my day starting. So I have a coffee and then I'll sit down at the computer and start checking my emails first. Then I go on OnlyFans and write back all my fans and then check all of my other social medias, platforms, you name it. And then um, what I do after that's all done is I do Apple AirPlay to my Samsung television and I do my workout and I actually play my own music. So the beauty of Beachbody, this is not an ad, okay? So Beachbody, it hosts Insanity, all these like a ton of different workouts. So I just happen to have a membership. So I just go on there online and rather than buying a box set and CDs and using my DVD player or whatever, it's all online now. So I um, basically airstream it to my TV and do my workout. And (laughs) I'm, die pretty much like completely die Uh but as soon as i'm done i spend an extra like 10 minutes stretching i'd say like seven to ten minutes stretching areas that are tight for me like my booty <laughs> um, doing booty stretches is a little intense but what i did learn if you didn't know this You need to hold your stretch for at least 30 seconds for it to be really effective, to gain the most. And so sometimes you're stretching and you're just like, okay, feel stretched. No, hold it for 30 seconds, wait 10 seconds before you do your next stretch. That's maybe helpful. Maybe it's total bullshit. I was told this by a physiotherapist, a local physiotherapist, which makes sense because you wanna get the most out of your stretching. And anyway, and then after that, I just get on with whatever I have planned for the day, the day. Actually, after I work out, I always have like a keto smoothie, which is just protein powder um, and Athletic Greens. <laughs> Once again, not sponsored, uh, and um, some like unsweetened vanilla almond milk. And then I have that. And typically, because I'm usually on keto, I don't really eat anything until like three o'clock, and then I'll have dinner around six. Just saying, that's just my routine. But as you know, you can get on routines and be on a great stretch. You're just like, wow, it's been like 120 days. But then it's sometimes easy to fall off. Shit happens. Then you're just like, like an injury. That's my biggest thing. And knock on wood. Um, that, that doesn't happen because the odd time I will wake up with like a kinked neck. <laughs> when you're kinky in bed, you wake up with kinked necks, backs, whatever. It's going to happen okay so I'll wake up with like a random kink and then um yeah kind of wind up paying the price for it by not being able to really exercise another thing I was told too which is a little wild is when you have a kink in your back or your shoulder or your neck or whatever um this was also by a physiotherapist to don't don't um what's the word you don't want to nurse that area so like say turning your head left it's like oh it's like you get to a certain point you're just like frick don't avoid movement you want to kind of push it to where it what you do feel pain but don't stop like yourself from turning your head because you're afraid of the pain part of recovery is like getting is pushing a little bit past it now That being said, I'm not a physiotherapist, so disclaimer, that advice could be total BS, but there was one time when I thought I had a kink in my back, my mid-back, and uh, I was following this kind of like thinking, because every time I'd had a a throwout or like my back or neck or whatever was out before, I listened to the advice and it always works itself out. But in a mid-back kind of injury, which I didn't know at the time, it was like a facet, joint injury that it felt like a kink so i was just kind of still doing my thing and like pretty much re-injuring that area so you do have to be aware whether you have a kink or you have an injury so keep that in mind as well um and not everybody can just like whip into the physiotherapist and be like is it a kink is it an injury like you got to kind of assess it but i had no idea and i never had a back injury before like that like and all i did I did a starfish jumping jack, where I was like, like, (laughs) such a bad example, but essentially just imagine doing a jumping jack like this with my feet going the same way. But then I'm, instead I'm going like this and one leg's coming up and the other leg's coming up and it kind of looked like I'm on like glee or something like I'm doing some sort of jazz dance. Um, It's a good workout, but I just somehow injured my back enough that um, I had some issues for like two weeks, but once i did go to the physiotherapist because i was like what's going on this is too long like this is kind of like dragging on and um and the physiotherapist is like well he couldn't really find where it was and then it wasn't until he like pushed down on one certain part of my back that he's like oh okay he's like this is what's going on with you facet joint injury just stay off of it like and I was like really trying to work in like tennis ball against the wall like on my back just trying to to get it to work itself out but so anyway keep that in mind So it might, it might actually be an injury unless you've done it a hundred times before and you're like, oh, it's my neck. It's out whatever. Um, so yeah, what was I getting at? Anyway, I'm going to do that lots, uh, especially when alcohol is involved. (laughs) My train of thought is kind of like a runaway train, just sort of going off in every which direction. Oh, also, so I don't ever weigh myself. That's always been a thing for me. I don't have a scale. I didn't have a scale. (laughs) and then i thought well i it's good for me to know kind of where i'm at and then the progress that i'm making with this program that i'm on because i have a goal it's not that i have a goal weight i just have a goal to finish the program 60 days and then just see where i'm at it's not like oh i want to be this weight or i want to be like this or there's obviously everybody's got like areas of their body they're like oh yeah i could get rid of this or this but i've never really followed through with insanity for the full 60 days when I did it years ago, I only got through 30 days, which I was really in tip top shape after 30 days. Like I really didn't have a lot of weight to lose. I wasn't like trying to lose a bunch of weight. I just finished 30 days. And then I think by the time I was done, it was summertime. And it was like, frick, everything was out the window. So this time I was like, well, it might as well just get a scale, like a digital scale, just to kind of like monitor my weight loss also keep in mind that when you're doing a lot of exercise to try to lose weight you're also it's going to show it's going to show less of a weight loss than what you're anticipating because you're also gaining muscle and apparently muscle weighs like twice as much as fat or something muscle weighs more than fat so if you're gaining new muscle as well as losing fat you can't trust the scale because it'll look like you lost one pound when you really lost three, but you just gained that much more muscle. So, in every bit of muscle you're gaining, you're also changing your metabolism and burning more fat. So, it's like <laughs> it's a little bit, um, yeah, it's a little bit hard to gauge your progress when you're just doing a program like Insanity and you're just kind of going through the motions every day and you're expecting certain results because you work so hard right like it is a very it's challenging for sure um depending on how far you push yourself because when you're doing an an at-home program you can kind of do the with Insanity they have um an alternate workout so like for example Sean T is the host and he'll do like diamond jacks and like burpees okay so which means like you push your do basically a push-up jump up do a little like jazz twist and then go back down and up but the alteration is um, there's always one person in the video that's doing something that's like a lesser intense version of it so you can kind of even for me I do it if I'm running out of steam doing these burpees I'll do the variation which is like Staying in a plank and just kind of like moving your feet out to the side or something, so it gives you options. So you don't have to give up and just stop. You can kind of just go to the alteration. There's another word for it, not alteration. <laughs> Isn't that what you do with your clothes? Um, anyway, so I um, I got the scale and I decided that I was going to just track my progress. <laughs> I know. So I started before I started the program. I had the scale in my bathroom and i stood on it and i was 152 pounds i'm just gonna be out there with it i'm five foot eight and a bit curvy and so 152 pounds so that's a bit like to me when i'm in really really good shape i'm like 135 okay so i'm like 20 pounds <laughs> almost 20 pounds over are kind of what my total fitness goal is and to be honest i don't really care like i i I like the way my body looks with a little bit more fluff on it i feel more like marilyn monroe i feel more curvy and of course curviness is kind of like more accepted and i've learned to just accept my body whatever weight i am so i was like okay 152 like if i finish this program and i get down to like 145 or something you know like because i know i'm also going to be gaining muscle i just know this so so i'm 152 anyway i don't weigh myself for two weeks okay after being on this program i get on the scale in my living room so it's not carpet it's all hardwood and i'm 160 pounds (laughs) okay and i'm like wait a freaking minute i have not gained eight pounds in muscle in in two weeks then i realized that I jumped back on the scale and I was like 161. I jumped back on, it was 154. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? This is insane, this is so stupid. So then I I wound up moving the scale around the floor, jumping on it, and I thought, okay, listen, I've got some dumbbells. I've got a 25 and a 45 pound dumbbell, and I'm sure they're pretty accurately that weight. So, I find um, like kind of the flattest spot that I can find in my house. Cause I'm thinking, obviously it's a balanced thing. Like even though I have hardwood floors, there's gonna be a board that's a millimeter higher, a millimeter lower. Like, I don't know what's level here. So is, is, it, the, is it that it? Or is it just that it's not calibrated or what? So I get my 25 pound dumbbell, dumbbell and then I put it on the scale and it, it marks it as 25.1 pounds. Okay. So I was like 25.1 pounds. So this is close. So if I just minus 1.1, I'm good. Get on the scale, 155. I was like, okay, so that makes, so I start doing math in my head, get on the scale again, 161. So what I'm trying to tell you is if you have a digital scale at home, and I didn't, I didn't cheap out. Like I got like a decent scale, like one that kind of matched my bathroom. <laughs> and um I wound up kind of being like super confused and thinking f this, like screw digital scales. If it's not completely balanced. I was I, I looked it up on Google. I was like, "What is going on with my scale? Like why are digital scales so inaccurate?" And then there's like they go into um like I said calibration, um different like Um, uh, magnetic field interference interferences interferences (laughs) interferences and uh, so if your scale is next to another electronic device it can throw it off so i'm just like what the fuck like this is so stupid so even though my my weight my um dumbbell weighed that way in the center when you're standing on the sides it's like shifting the so i'm just telling you do not trust your digital scale unless you know that you like unless you keep it in the same place every single time i could keep it in the same place every single time not move it around but how do i know it's accurate even to begin with like you need to have some sort of measurement like you got to go to the doctor and get weighed and then take that number go jump on your scale and calibrate it to that or something i don't know it doesn't work otherwise um you need to get like an actual you know the scales with like a little dial one of those uh it's funny it just brought back this memory of my oma and opus house in their bathroom they had this kind of like old school scale you'd step on and it had this long thing like a long shaft with like a um a head on it <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that just, that red, your weight. And it was this red little dial that would go up and uh, very kind of like army looking, very classic vintage. I don't know how old it was. And I wonder who has it now. So both my Oma and Opa have since passed. And I wonder who has that scale. Cause that is something that I would love to have in my house. And I'm sure one of my cousins, aunts, uncles, whatever has it. Um, But that was a classic thing. Like growing up every time I'd use that bathroom, I would hop on the scale. (laughs) And how accurate that was, I don't know. But it's probably a hell of a lot more accurate than these digital mother effers are. (laughs) Because like, it's digital, you'd think that they'd figure it out. But anyway, I'm on a tangent. Wow, this is kind of kicking in a little bit. (laughs) Just so you know, if you couldn't tell. Okay, this is interesting to me. And also has to do with my exercise routine, my recent exercise routine, and I've known this about myself for a while, but when I exercise heavily, mostly if I'm doing heavy cardio, but pretty much any exercise where I'm just totally exhausted, my face is red as a tomato, but I don't sweat. I don't really sweat. And I notice that people that I've worked out with in the past maintain a pretty decent complexion but sweat buckets i want to know are you a sweater (laughs) not one of these do you sweat or does your face turn red as hell now i was doing some research about this like a long time ago because i was like why is my face so red like when i'm playing badminton or whatever and i'm really exerting myself it's embarrassing for me it looks like I've got like a purple face almost because my face gets so red when other people don't but they sweat like crazy so I was like is it one or the other like are you is it a genetic thing and I was doing research and I think that I found that it is genetic like whether you have smaller sweat glands and then your body holds the heat in and you but you don't sweat as much or is it the opposite (laughs) where I have no idea but it's really annoying because my face will stay red for a, at least an hour after I work out. So if I work out in the morning and I have a meeting at like 9 a.m., I gotta explain what happened. It, it's, I'm not embarrassed, okay? Um, I don't know why else my face would be really that red, but I gotta explain myself. <laughs> like, I'm sorry I just worked out. Actually, the FedEx driver that couldn't find my house like last week, i had just finished working out my face was almost purple like really red and i was like i just finished working out sorry he was like okay whatever like here you go but i know a lot of people don't notice a lot of things you notice about yourself but just saying are you do you sweat like crazy or do you get a really red face i don't think it's both and if you get both i'm sorry (laughs) that's not that's not fun but i mean it's really not a big deal because it's never that um it's not life altering or anything but interesting but okay also um when you if you ever check out insanity max 30 um he's got about eight or nine other people in the room working out with him doing the workout the whole time and whether you're fit or you're not if you're doing that workout the whole time you're freaking Really exerting yourself and none of the people on there get a really red face. And I'm wondering, do they filter these people out? (laughs) Because it doesn't look healthy. It looks off when somebody's face is beat red and their body is like does not match at all. It looks maybe like they should stop working out. Um let me know your thoughts on that down below in the comments. Uh, if you're if you know any more information about that, because it's kind of fascinating. Okay, so I have a pretty decent sized property and I have trails all over my property. I've talked about this before, cross-country ski ter- trails in the wintertime, snowmobile trails, and then in the summertime, they're kind of like quad trails, bike trails. So fall is my favorite time to go ripping through the bush. Smells are different. A lot of different kind of mushrooms are out. Lots of different things are happening and... It's kind it gets spicy out there. like I don't know how to describe it. Spicy in the way that it's kind of like decomposition of the forest, but it's not like a bad smell. it's kind of it's like fall smells different than summer smells different than spring smells different than winter. And yes, the forest does have a very specific smell for every season for me, okay <laughs> but I went for a side-by side around my property for the first time in probably like three weeks. And I, it was incredible how many freaking spider webs there were. Oh my God, it was, it was like a horror film. And the problem is, is that when you have a spider web that's like strewn across, strewn across, like from one little branch over here to another, there's a web right there. And the problem is the side-by-side little window only goes up to here. So the spider and the web just comes through the window so the whole time I'm like ah, like i see it coming and i kind of slow down and i'm like swatting it out because the thing is i don't want spiders in my eyes my nose my mouth i don't like i don't i can handle spiders i can actually legitimately pick them up and ha- like but i it can't be unpredictable a spider that's unpredictably on me in my face whatever i don't like that if I'm gonna go and approach and pick up a spider and love it and like really appreciate it, that's different, which I have done. We have wild jumping spiders here that are freaking adorable, okay? I know that sounds crazy. Look up jumping spiders on like Instagram, Facebook, whatever. You'll see what I mean. They have huge buggy eyes and they have short little legs and they're very hairy and they're big, but I've seen them online so much that I'm like, the first time I ever handled one, I was in love and i kind of want to like capture them (laughs) raise them but i know they're going to escape but then i won't know where they are and then the unpredictability aspect starts coming in and i'm just like i don't want to be in the shower and look down and like have a spider on my boob or something so anyway (laughs) um but when i'm going through the forest speeding through the forest on my trails i don't want a spider in my face or just find it crawling up somewhere i don't know i just don't like it so It was kind of thrilling and fun, though, to rip through the bush and see the amount of webs there are this year. So I don't actually know, I'll be honest, if they're spider webs or caterpillar silk or something. Something is going on that's different. And we've had a really hot summer, so I don't know if that's a factor. But I thought to myself, this would be an amazing, like, Halloween run for some of my like younger family members to come up and have like an actual Halloween full on Halloween party and then do little quad and side-by-side tours through the bush because it's not just on the trail like I pretty much destroyed every web on the trail but they're all over the side like and if you have a bit of a glistening evening where the sunset is like shining through the bush and you could see all the webs it's creepy as hell anyway. I just thought about that and i was like because when i was a kid i would have died to go on something like that just creep myself out and it's not ghosts or you know zombies or anything it's spiders right which is maybe more terrifying for for some people but anyway i just thought i'd share that with you okay so i was looking up like different news stories and things that i hadn't heard or seen before i came across a an oddities news page where um they this page is called ap news or app news and they share the strangest oddest recent news stories that maybe you haven't heard about so the first one i'll read it to you chinese so this is september 8th 2022 So a few days ago, uh, a Chinese man was trapped aloft in a hydrogen balloon for two days. Uh, This is in Beijing. Chinese state media say that man has been found safe after he spent two days aloft in a hydrogen balloon, traveling about 320 kilometers, about 200 miles, after it became untethered and flew away while he was using it to harvest pine nuts from a tree. (laughs) okay whoa <laughs> could you freaking imagine just like so obviously uh, when i read this initially i was thinking he was inside the hydrogen balloon like it was some sort of i don't know like university project or something no he tied himself <laughs> to a hydrogen balloon which was tied to the ground to pick pine nuts but it became untethered and he took off can you imagine what the hell? Like, what kind of, like, what kind of place do you get in your head, knowing that the balloon, first of all, could just pop at any second, you're going to fall to your death. But it sounds like he survived, traveling 320 kilometers, 200 miles. It doesn't say he died, but maybe he did. It doesn't say. Um, now, I've seen video footage of, uh, and and not like I'm not seeing it in real life, but I've just seen it online where one specifically you know when you can go to mexico or someplace hot and you can go parasailing but it's attached to a boat and then i saw a, a video of a guy that was up parasailing and there was a windstorm or something that moved in and you can look at the, look this up yourself too you could find it on youtube it's not super gnarly so don't worry it just leaves you with this gross feeling because the guy just disappears out of camera range (laughs) so you just don't know what happened to him but it's very similar it's serious like i don't mean to laugh because this guy might not have made it but um he's tethered and you know you could see him just kind of like hanging on for dear life he's he's attached to the the parasail but it breaks, the rope breaks and he just takes off and you can just see him going up higher and higher and higher and away. And people that are taking the video are like, oh my God, like, oh no, because where the hell is he gonna go? Where's he gonna land? He can't control it unless he figures out like how to grab the ropes or like, I don't know. But this guy in this hydrogen balloon <laughs> is just floating away 200 miles. Like that is, cause you're not going super fast. Maybe you are, I don't know, that's crazy. Okay, that's the first odd news story. Okay, this is less exciting, but I see why am I, pumpkin spice, I see why am I, pumpkin spice, among new Merriam-Webster entries, finding out that shrinkflation, adorable, subvariant, and even pumpkin spice are now officially in the dictionary, might make you exclaim, yeet! <laughs> Um, I see those are five of the 370 words and phrases that the Merriam-Webster added that Merriam-Webster added to its dictionary this month the publisher announced on Wednesday so I guess that happens like when <clears throat> certain trends come about same thing with language you know people start saying more of this or that and it kind of does hold some sort of meaning even though it's kind of ridiculous like it's not really a word. Like, I could start saying, like, babaluga. <laughs> I mean, is a, a word, but just and then enough people start using it and it's going to wind up in the dictionary. Like, where does it end? But OK, I get it. OK, so this is kind of in the realm of coffee, which is a realm that I like to be in. Swiss retailer rolls out coffee balls to replace capsules. So capsules are what I use in Nespresso. It's one of those capsules. Swiss retailer Migros said Tuesday that it's launching a coffee-making system designed to replace capsules that produce thousands of tons of waste worldwide each year. Very true. Every time I make coffee, I mean, Espresso has a good program where you can recycle the pods, but I know a lot of people that don't. They just chuck them. The cooperative said that its spherical capsules, described as coffee balls, are fully compostable, compostable, compostable unlike the plastic and aluminum containers popularized by its rival Nestle under the brand Espresso for 36 years. So yeah, maybe coffee balls are in my future. I just don't know if it can taste as good, but I, I recycle. So peace to the world. Nigeria seizes donkey penises to be snuggled, (laughs) smuggled to Nigeria. Wow, that, was, that went a totally different direction. Nigeria seizes donkey penises to be smuggled to Hong Kong. Okay, smuggles. Uh, Nigerian officials have seized thousands of donkey penises that were about to be exported to Hong Kong, uh, an official said on Thursday. Sacks of the donkey male genitals were seized at the International Airport in Lagos, Nigeria's largest city, Sambo de Jiladima. The Nigerian Customs Service Area Commander told reporters, how are they harvesting these penises? Are they dead donkeys? Or are they just chopping donkey's wieners off when they're alive? That is scary. So there's no other details, but I mean, that is wild. So I believe, yeah, the Chinese use the genitals in there. They grind them up into powders and I don't know. I don't know. I've heard different things about like gallbladders, like bear gallbladders and things like that. So I'm assuming that's what they're doing, unless they make like a something out of them. I don't know. But anyway, interesting. A delivery driver's actions save pups from Florida house fire. So this doesn't really share as much information as I'd like, but three puppies in northeast Florida were saved from a burning house after a delivery driver noticed fire in the home whose owner was away. Uh, the driver from Amazon was delivering a package on Tuesday when she noticed smoke coming from the home and called 911. So, did she like bust in and save the puppies, or like it wasn't that serious? And then, you know what I mean? What was the actual scenario? Anyway, that is all I'm going to read for news stories. And then I also have this one article that I came across here. <clears throat> obscene moment couple have sex in the back of a bus before a furious commuter intervenes and their appalling excuse for why they did it so basically there is video footage online and i'm looking at it right now of this couple at the very back of a bus and they look like an older couple like they're not like teens or something like in their 20s they're like in their 50s (laughs) and you could tell they're about to get it on in the back of the bus And this one bystander on the bus is filming them and about to be like, like, stop this shit now. And she apparently this is what, okay. Stunned passengers either watch in horror or pretend that it isn't happening until an appalled commuter confronts the pair shouting, listen, brother, you don't F on the bus, mate. So he just totally called them out. And then there's a photo of them looking back like this. So what I, want, what I want to know is, I mean, like all the power to whoever wants to have sex wherever they want to, as, as long as it's not making other people uncomfortable, it's not in public or like, you know, there's just certain scenarios where it doesn't work. But sometimes you hear about public situations where um, I heard a story recently uh, that there was a, a woman and her husband at a table for like 15 people. She sat on his lap and they had sex in front of everyone and nobody knew. But she explained it like music was playing loudly and there was a couple other people kind of dancing at the table. So she pretended to dance on his lap and they did it. And I was like, oh my God, was it a true story? That's always the question. I don't know. But all I know is public sex is i think fun i've done it but it's like on a beach next to a walkway at a resort or something it's not like you know you're at the Colosseum in rome and you just start getting it on that's different because <laughs> there is a thrill to possibly being caught right that's kind of the stigma it's like you know a stigma even the right word i don't actually know but basically there is a thrill to it and like in your car in a parking lot or something but you just don't know like who's going to be looking or but that's part of the thrill of it right some of these people take it to the next level and like i said all the power to it if you want to go bang and like try to get away with it but just maybe pick and choose your spot <laughs> because like i said it can be very fun elevator rides are typically too short it's really hard to get into an airplane bathroom to join the Mile, ha- mile High club um, I've done it. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that um but yeah there's some things that you can't really pull off unless you're on a in a really 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 tall building and you just hope nobody needs to go up. Oh <laughs> uh, anyway yeah and the last thing why did I come up with this? Oh yeah, the Chinese man that was trapped in the balloon or trapped attached to the balloon we I still don't really know um I got into like claustrophobia and how I recently was watching and it wasn't cave diving so cave diving is like my ultimate like that is I would just not survive that and just the idea of possibly getting stuck going into something and not being able to get back out and anyway cave diving is one of the most terrifying i watched a documentary actually no sorry it was a movie about it cave diving and um it was the most gut-wrenching like difficult thing to watch anyway um i was talking about claustrophobia and how um i've seen a couple like movies that are sort of based around horrific things that happen when you're either cave diving or in the catacombs under paris or something and then you get lost anyway so there's this one movie that i watched that just kept dragging on and on and on and it was about these kids that have found their way into these catacombs but they there was like a whole new area that hadn't been explored so they were super interested to go and then they were pretty much lost and then weird things started happening where they were starting like starting to get delusional um and they didn't know what was real what was not and it was just such an intense movie and it depends on like kind of i think the mood you're in Uh, when you're watching it because sometimes I I can watch certain things that would normally freak me out but I'm like eh whatever um anyway claustrophobia is a real thing sorry I was eating some almonds earlier and then I just had like a chunk break loose so (laughs) that's disgusting but anyway um so yeah claustrophobia I want to get into that more in another podcast because I'm kind of like timed out here but I um yeah We're getting closer to Halloween, which means the topics that I'm going to be talking about are going to get creepier and creepier. And October is going to be a little, I just hope that you're as excited as I am, because some of the most fascinating conversations I've ever had are about the paranormal and about crazy experiences that I've had, reading about others, strange stories. um, And yeah, let's just get at it. (laughs) I don't know what I was going to say have fun. Just explore new things, new areas and um, enjoy it. And then, you know, have a cocktail at the same time. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. And uh, let me know your thoughts. Please like this video if you enjoyed it. And also subscribe so you don't miss any future podcasts and uh just want to say a big thanks if you made it to the end and um yes this jumper into my strawberry sheets cocktail is really just pulling through right now and i'm about to go make dinner and it's gonna be interesting <laughs> um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast like I said leave a comment down below and uh, let me know your comments your questions you can also email me at kittylickerpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com if you'd like some more answers <laughs> if you have suggestions I appreciate always good jokes I've kind of like taken a break on the joke segment just because I'm just uninspired and it's really hard to find new jokes and I can't write them myself so I might just turn it into something else but also, I didn't get to it today, but I've started saving certain um, Instagram shorts, like reels, shorts, TikToks, whatever you want to call them, uh, that I find absolutely hilarious, that I think will take over the um, joke segment. So we can watch them together. I'll have them up on the screen and we can kind of react to them together. Because typically, excuse me, I'll be the one that has seen it already, and then I'm not like a. I'm not really genuinely reacting to it for the first time, but what I would love to happen is to have them sent to me like certain TikToks, reels, whatever. And then I watch them for the first time and have like a genuine reaction. Cause I find it super funny to watch other people reacting to things they haven't seen before. So, um, anyway, we're just going to play with it and have fun and just kind of get, you know, a little wild, a little wacky, um, and have some good fun. So stay tuned. And of course, I will be back. Uh, My next video should be a bikini try on. It's gonna be a good one. Um, And yes, so that's all I have to say. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'll see you all in my next video.